People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bizarre Tales. With me, your host for the evening, or the morning, well, I'm recording in the evening, so we'll go with evening, but for me, your host, Dan. Now, it's Christmas, just round the corner, and I thought I would do a Christmas-inspired episode. Just as we settle into the long winter nights, I'm pretty sure children around the world are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Saint Nick, or who is commonly known Santa Claus, Father Christmas, whatever name you want to give him. But everybody knows the story of Santa, everyone knows that Santa brings presents to the good children and maybe leaves them a lump of coal if they're bad. We all know this story, we brought up our children on this story, and everyone around the world had slightly different names but we all know the story of Father Christmas and where he came from. But do we know how the naughty children were actually dealt with in certain areas of the world? One famous creature that you have probably heard of goes by the name of Krampus. Now, most people have probably heard the name. You may know about him. You may know who he is or where he comes from. But if you don't, You're going to learn about him tonight. There's good and evil in everything, and Krampus is known as the evil side, or the dark side, to Father Christmas. Long before Santa Claus, there was Saint Nicholas, the beloved folk hero of early Christianity, who travelled across the world every December, bestowing gifts upon the good girls and boys. Unlike Santa Claus, however, the tale of Saint Nick was born of a real man. He was a bishop from the early 1st century, who was notorious for his generosity, charity and gift-giving, travelling the countryside and helping those in need and spreading a little bit of joy around Christmas. When he died on December the 6th, the day was marked with a festival of goodwill, known as Saint Nicholas Day. Now, That continued for many centuries and eventually evolved, along with the pagan festival of Yule, into the Christmas that we know and love today. Now, while Saint Nicholas may have aged out over the centuries, and especially in the New World and the Western World, he has recently returned to the public eye. And this is not because of the man he was or the legend that he became, but for a more sinister reason. And this is the company that he kept, or shall we say the dark company that he kept. On this episode, like I said, we are talking about the yin to St. Nick's Yang, Krampus. So, who is Krampus and where did he come from? Why do we know about this story? Now, you may have seen pictures, you may have seen the film, but Krampus is depicted very demonic. Okay, he has... Uh, a bipedal um, goat with a devil's face and horns 
stands up like a man and he carries around a long black cloak he carries a sack loads of whipping rods chains and jingle bells of course he has to carry jingle bells because it wouldn't be christmas without jingle bells a krampus his name is actually derived from the german word krampen which means claw now he's a satire-like figure of ancient folklore who has long terrorized central europe he accompanied saint nick on his travels and violently sifting the naughty children from the nice He is often portrayed as a devil-like figure with black or dark brown hair that cover his body. Cloven hooves, like horns, razor-sharp fangs, and a long tongue that hangs from his mouth, a bit like Gene Simmons. For every good boy and girl that St. Nicholas rewards, there are dozens of others. Now, these children are left to be whipped by Krampus with a birch wood that he used to carry in his pocket um they were the good punishments the worst punishment would have been to be stuffed into his sack and carried away into hell now these children would be tortured murdered um left in a fire burning pit and the stories vary from village to village on how Krampus was to punish the naughty children in his sack that he would steal away from the parents on Christmas night and basically torture them to death his image has evolved over the years getting less goat like and more devilish but his evil intentions have remained the same providing the motivation children need to behave around the holidays and the punishment they deserve if they fail to do so Many people believe the the origin of Krampus predates Christianity. Now, I am definitely on this side. I do believe that... I I mean, I also believe things like Christmas and Saint Nick and all of this. This all predates Christianity. Christians changed it um, from the pagan religion. And this is one of the main reasons why Christianity spread so quickly and so fast around the western world was the basis that they took paganism and instead of replaced paganism with their own religion what they did was they took the holidays they took certain aspects of paganism and just tweaked it slightly to fit their own religion which kept a lot of pagans happy because they still got to celebrate Sarwen or Halloween or they still got to uh, celebrate Yule which became Christmas they still got to celebrate all these these different things um, just with a different name um, there is no doubt however that there are some interesting parallels between his law and that of other pagan figures and it isn't until Saint Nicholas and his holiday that Krampus really started to make an impression on the world Looking back on a long history of Central European folklore, many of which contain harsh moral lessons for children, usually under the threat of unrestrained violence by horrific figures. I mean, pretty much paganism in that time um, and early Christianity in Central Europe, it wasn't a case of 
good and bad. It was a case of you live or you die. Um, the punishments were so severe, and that was kind of the hallmark of getting people to behave. Um, so it's not difficult to understand how a figure like Krampus actually became so famous. Uh, with Saint Nick starting to make his rounds every 6th of December, bringing candy and dried fruits to all the good boys and girls, it's only natural that there should be a balance um, in the good and evil. After all, the only thing more motivating than rewarding good deeds is punishing the bad. But as Krampus became entangled with Saint Nick and Christianity in the Middle Ages, the holiday took on more and more traditional dogma. The image of Krampus himself began to change, becoming less animalistic and more akin to the representations of the devil himself. His horns got longer, his face got more human-like, and even his tongue began to hang from his mouth, um, which would represent Satan, which is how he's represented in the Bible. What once was a birch switch became a whip, so the birch rods that he used to... to beat the children actually turned into a whip um, and what once was his lair in the woods became hell you know he used to the the old stories date back where Krampus would steal the children and take them to his lair the Christians managed to change that to he would take them to hell for eternal damnation um, in fact the more Krampus was tied into Christianity the more satanic he actually became and I can kind of understand that because of the way he was originally depicted was kind of demonic. Um, and it did come very, very similar to certain stories of what the devil might look like. So I can understand why um, it, it became more satanic to Christians and, and a lot more palatable for people to actually understand and believe. The superstitious people who once embraced him as a folk anti-hero started banning him completely. Um, and this was for fear of him actually being the devil himself. Eventually, Krampus would fall off completely in the modern world, celebrated only in remote villages that still held on to the old ways. Saint Nicholas evolved and became what we know as Santa, uh, Santa Claus um, and evolved into Christmas that we know today. Krampus pretty much disappeared completely. However, there has been a big resurgence. For many centuries, the legend of Krampus stayed within the boundaries in small corners of Europe and was pretty much otherwise unheard of in most of the world, and this includes America. But in the past, maybe 20, 30 years, there has been a resurgence of the Krampus culture that has made, um, has even made it from the Western Hemisphere across to the United States. And when I say Western Hemisphere, I mean Western Europe. It's made it across, all the way across to the States. Um, so much of one, in fact, that it is not difficult to find someone um, who's never heard of him. You know, they Pretty much everyone's heard the name Krampus now. And you go back sort of 50 years, or you talk to the older generation, um, they probably would never have heard of him. But now I would say pretty much everyone has heard of the story. And this does come from, you know, there's been many films made, TV series. Um, I think he's even depicted in things like Family Guy and things like that. So he, there is 
a big resurgence of it from popular culture. Um, somehow, Krampus made his comeback. And whether it is a response to the over-commercialization of Christmas um, and its descent into holly jolly extremism, um, or just that, you know, the planet's aligning in ways that we haven't seen since the days of the pagans. You know, if you believe in the star signs, it, things have changed in in the astral... I, wanna, I wanted to say astral realms then, but in astronomy, you know, it has sort of done a bit of a cycle uh, over the last sort of 500 years. Um, a lot of people, and myself included, have returned to the old ways um, when we talk about paganism and things like that. In... Central Europe, people have actually returned to dressing up in costumes, holding parades, handing out holiday cards, um, and doing everything they can to bring a little darkness back to the white Christmas um, that has overstayed its, its welcome as far as certain people are concerned. It starts on the night of the 6th of December, a day that used to be celebrated as St. Nicholas's Day, is now celebrated in certain parts of the world as Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, Krampus Night. Um, now, this day may have been the day of St. Nicholas for selfless endeavours to put a smile on the face of children everywhere, but the night before has long been a night of mayhem, merriment, and moral ambiguity. This is a night for Krampus. Uh, now known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night, the eve of the 5th of December is when Krampus walks the streets, bringing mischief to the townsfolk and punishing every naughty child in his wake. In the past, it was a time for bedtime stories, a warning for, to excited children that they must behave one more night if they wish to be visited by St. Nicholas. In the morning, and not carried away, in Krampus's sack to be tortured and eaten. Now the tradition has returned in many Central European cities, especially among the young. Um, now they, they basically the the modern generation has resurrected Krampusnacht and filled it with celebrations, festivities, and customs that are new and old. Um, in some places in the world, they actually have a thing called Krampuslauf, or the Krampus Run. Um, and this has, I mean, you know you get the Santa Run every year. Um, I think we do it in this country. It's not something I'd ever do. Um, but there are countries like Austria, Germany, Hungary, Hungary, Hungary and the Czech Republic. Um, they actually put on a Krampus Run. Um and this is putting the public's love of Krampus back on the streets to be celebrated. The parade is usually practiced on Krampusnacht, um, and it invites people to dress up in their scariest Krampus costumes, um, complete with goat fur, long horns, handcrafted weapons, um, and whatever else their imagination can, you know, bring to life. Even in freezing cold temperatures, they march on teasing onlookers and injecting the fear of Krampus into their hearts. They are often joined by revelers, young and old, either costumed or not, it doesn't matter, you can, anyone can go and watch the parades, as they share in the fascination of the Dark Santa, um, as well as the traditions that he represents. Now this is very similar to a Halloween parade, and these spectacles are 
quite impressive. Um, every year the costumes and theatrics are expanded and intensified, making it one of the most exciting events of the year in many cities across Europe. I'm so gutted that we don't have it in England, because I tell you what, that would be something I would really, really enjoy to see. Um, maybe it's something I'll have to do, um, take the kids to, to one of the Central European countries uh, around the 6th of December, see if we can catch a glimpse of a, a Krampus run. Um, and since the early 19th century, Central European color countries um, have celebrated the season with an unusual custom. Um, this is one that may seem somewhat similar to our own, um, but got a bit of a darker twist. Now, this is the exchanging of Christmas cards. You know, everyone has Christmas cards, you know, even if you, I personally don't do them, I don't send them out, um, mainly because there's just so many, and yeah, it, I just don't do them, but we receive them, everyone um, in the Western world, I, I would say, has received a Christmas card um, at some point, some point or another, and they actually do these things called Krampus Carton, or Krampus Cards. Um, these are holiday cards that feature the cloven-hooved fiend himself um, and often show him threatening small children with a birch um, or even violently abducting them and carrying him off, carrying them off in his sack. They usually contain humorous rhymes or poetry, not to mention the occasional, um, shall we say, scadly-dressed lady um, that does kind of come out Quite uh, quite regularly on these cards. Um, bit of a sexual innuendo for the adult themes to do with Christmas. And like I said, this is because it is depicted as a darker side to Christmas. And, you know, people having fun, <laughs> let's say, um, or having sexual relations, I suppose, is seen as unchristian. So that's why they do it. <laughs> let's make these cards as rude as we can but still available to be sold um, basically these gruesome greeting cards have since become a perfect stocking stuffer for the strange and unusual among us now if anybody has ever seen one or got one let me know because I want to know how cool these things are I've never actually seen one I can google them and see pictures but I've never actually seen one myself um, now they have taken off um, like I said, around um, Central to Eastern Europe, and they're not endorsed by companies like Hallmark. You know, these are, I would say, independent sellers of these Krampus cards. Um, if anyone wants to send me a Krampus card, uh, drop me a message on Facebook um, because I would love to see one. And if you've got one, fantastic. Or even if you uh, are in. Western Europe or like um, Central Europe where they, they actually have these yeah by all means send me one um, I'd love to see one so yeah get your get your messages out to me and uh, we'll if we if we do get them sent through because uh, we have quite a few listeners you guys out there listening to this show if we do get a few I'll um, post them onto the Facebook group um, if you're not on there, get on there. It's uh, Bizarre Tales on Facebook. So get on the Facebook group. If anyone wants to send us some, 
like I said, just message me for my address. I'll send it out for you, and we can post the the best ones on there for people to have a look at. The one thing that we would do question when we come to Krampus is whether or not he poses a threat to today's children. So does he, you know, does he exist? Is he a legend? I think we've probably come to the conclusion that he probably doesn't exist. It's just a legend. Um, but there is no doubt that his legend will live on. Um, a reminder of a time when Christmas was more than just holiday cards, cookies and milk. Or if you're in England, we don't do cookies and milk. We do. Sherry and mince pies. Santa drinks alcohol and he eats mince pies. Doesn't eat cookies because that's an American invention. But um, yeah, we don't leave milk. Um, we leave sherry or, if in my house, uh, normally a beer because why not? But yeah, alcohol and mince pies or cookies and milk. In fact, however, as we are concerned, the world could use a little more Krampus in it because. The Christmas we celebrate now is a shadow of its former self, and it has a macabre history that is rich and terrifying. And it, let's be honest, the story of Krampus stealing children, beating them with sticks, taking them to hell, torturing them for all eternity, I'd say it's a little bit scarier than Halloween. So, yeah, maybe we should have a little bit of resurgence in Krampus. And you know, we need to celebrate the roots of a festive holiday, and the light and the dark. You know, you've got to remember there's always good and bad in every story. And remember that while it is always nice to reward the good, let's be honest, guys, it can be much more fun to punish the wicked. So, we all have now heard the story of Krampus. It's a story that I've known for quite a long time. I've seen the movies, seen the TV shows. I'm a big fan. I would love to go and see a a Krampus run. I would love to have uh, a a card that's got it on there. I just find it very entertaining. And I find it fascinating that it's something we don't really talk about in this country. Um, And I don't know what it's like in America, but I'm assuming you guys are very similar to us. Um, I don't know what it's like in Australia, in New Zealand, Canada. I, really, I, I thought Krampus was just a a German thing, really. So if you're not from there and you have heard of these stories and you do know a little bit about it, then why do you know about it? Is there a reason that you have found out about it? Is there a reason you you learnt it as a, as a child? I know... A lot of uh, American immigrants actually came from Germany. Um, is that a reason? Do you know? Do you have German heritage that has been taught to you for generations? I, I, I'm sure that is the case for some people. But were you ever taught about it in schools? Like I said, we weren't taught about it in this country. And I find it fascinating. So let me know what you guys thought. Do you think Krampus is fascinating? Or do you think it's just a silly story that people used to tell kids to make them behave and is there any truth in it you know is there any truth behind it? we know saint nicholas was real the the bishop from the first century he was a real man he used to go around leaving gifts for people to make them happy and to celebrate things and he used to look after the poor and and things like that so we know he's real so this story, it dates back 
or probably almost a thousand years. So, is he real? Is there something to the story that has been changed over the years? Is there something about... I mean, I, I personally lean to the fact that, the like I said at the end, it's a lot more fun to punish someone who's naughty than it is to reward someone who's good. So, is it a case of it was just an old wives' tale to children to make them behave at, at night? Or is there something a little bit more dark and sinister out there that we don't really understand? Let me know what you think, guys. Um, Nice little festive episode for you. Uh, I suppose if you can call it a festive episode. But it certainly tells you a little bit about the dark side of Christmas. So, thank you all for listening, guys. And let us know what you thought. Get on the Facebook group. Send us an email. Lee's putting... um, Normally puts in the show notes... Um, the details to our t-shirt business so I know he plugs it every week but we've started to notice there's been a a drop off for example in things like Patreon and things like that because I'll be honest with you guys you don't really get much from Patreon it is just a way to support us and as much as we love all you guys we wish we could give you something for it but there really isn't much we can do so what we are doing is we have started our t-shirt business. You will get a discount with the uh, code word podcast. And you can get a discount for from our t-shirts. They are on the Facebook group. You can just search it. It will be in the show notes. Um, they are Barbarian Breed. There is a t-shirt for everyone. I will say, unless you're woke, because they're not really designed for people who want to fit in with the crowd and follow along what the government's telling you if you want to stand out a little bit you want to be a little bit different get yourself one of these t-shirts the money from the t-shirt supports the show and you actually get something from it as well so it's works it works for both of us if you want to support the show that's the best way to do it the only other way to do it guys we do have like i said we do have patreon you can do it on there as well but more important than anything share these shows with your friends with your family let's get the word out bizarre tales is back we are fit and fighting and we are going to get as many episodes out to you as we can for those of you who are really big really big bigfoot really big bigfoot fans get yourselves over to our new show the bigfoot and dogman show it's on your spotify it's on all your podcasting apps get yourselves over there we have got that new podcast and it is purely Bigfoot and Dogman stories. They're fantastic. And let's be honest, guys, these are hopefully going to be stories that you haven't heard. Thank you for listening and we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights... Other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Bye.